Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a podcast from The Bugle. They've cut off your power. There's an eviction notice on your door. You spent your last $5 at the racetrack. Your parents were right. You never should have majored in cloning and theme park management. There's no future in it. And then at your darkest moment, you see something in the dirt, a nugget of amber that will change everything. Not just your future, everyone's future, the future. Families will save for years to visit the park you build. Hundreds will die due to repeatedly inadequate security measures. Jeff Goldblum will show a sexy disregard for properly buttoned shirts. You pick it up, your fortune, your legacy, your hubris. There, frozen and preserved in amber, unmistakable is the gargle. The Sonic Glossy Magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world, all of the news, none of the politics. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are James Nukise and Josh Gondelman. Welcome. Hello. Hello, thank you. He'd like to introduce you separately so you have a chance to be individuals. No, no, no. I like this. I think we're a team. <laughs> You're indistinguishable from another. We've both dressed a little bit geeky, but also with baseball caps. Uh, <laughs> as, as you know, Alice, I'm a, I'm a big fan of visual jokes on your audio medium. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're both very, very men in baseball caps. To paint a picture with words, we look like we are <laughs> at a niece or nephew's sporting event as spectators. And how supported that niece or nephew would feel. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, take hands together and plunge recklessly into the hot pool that is this week's uh, headlines. But first, let's have a look at the front cover. The front cover of this week's edition is a sexy Easter bunny in a sexy Playboy bunny outfit looking very confused at the base of a crucifix containing a sexy Jesus with all the abs. (laughs) The headlines are, He died for your sins, now sin again with these criminally good Easter hats. The best buns to memorialise your dead messiah and where do your favourite celebrities hide their eggs? 
The satirical cartoon this week is Joe Rogan and Bill Maher doing a podcast together, smoking big joints and holding hands. The speech bubble reads, Man, I'm really against this unthinking tribalism. And then there are about 40 other speech bubbles from each of them all saying, Yeah, 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 true man, yeah. Now let's have a look at our driving tech snitch app news. That's Pokemon Go is great, but who hasn't wished that instead of catching digital cartoon characters, we could use it to catch real people while simultaneously pushing society further towards a dystopian sci-fi police state? Now you can, Josh Gondelman, you live in New York, the city of cars. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> sure. So there's a new app that that it exists. It's out in the world, right? It's already out in the world, and it is for people to record and then report other drivers speeding. And finally, there's a way for people who call in noise complaints on their neighbors at 7.30 p.m. on a Saturday <laughs> night to enjoy the road the same way they enjoy their homes. Also, if you open this app to take a video of another car and send it to the authorities while you're driving, you should immediately receive a ticket for driving while distracted <laughs> and being a loser. That's what I think. Like, when you download the app, it should straight up just, instead of an app, it should just be an MP3 that says, nobody likes you. Like, Truly, like, I don't know. The idea of this is so stressful and, like, repulsive to me that, like, besides the fact that you can put someone in real danger by calling law enforcement on them kind of wantonly, like, do I get a state pension starting at when I'm 50? Why am I doing your crime reporting? I'm not a deputy. If I see a crime that's not actively hurting anyone, I look the other way because those people doing the crime are members of my community and I want them to thrive. Critics have suggested it is a bit like something out of Stasi Germany based only on the tenuous reasoning that it is exactly like something out of Stasi Germany. <laughs> the developers say they can't see any downside to encouraging the general populace to constantly police and report one another to the state. James? I think what's disappointing is they've called it speed cam anywhere when car Karen was just sitting there waiting to be taken. <laughs> Josh is from New York, which is the city where the term snitches get stitches uh, originates. And I just think trying to turn drivers into snitches already, you're just, you're just escalating road rage to a new level. Totally agreed. I don't even drive. Like I, There are a lot of cars in the city. I rarely drive. So like for me, it would just be punitive like it would just be for sport right like i would just be sitting by the side of the road the way you bird watch and then trying to take video <laughs> of speeding cars it seems even outside the spirit of the snitchery that they're intending i mean if you're going to pretend to be a cop at least be one of those ones that does exciting things you know just like at least kick someone's door in and do a raid on a meth lab you don't be a traffic cop by choice or you take a video of the car and when they pull over you start stripping. Like, it's like surprise bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy cop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Your ad section now, and you can't be what you can't buy. They say there's more than one way to skin a cat, but that was before the Amazon cat skinner. Now the only way to skin a cat. <laughs> you love pistachios, but wish they were slimy and alien? Now they are, with oysters. Oysters, what if pistachios were invented by H.P. Lovecraft? Do you like pistachios? You know, I'm fine with pistachios. I like any nut. I also like any shellfish. So this is perfect for me. Interesting. I don't do oysters. I've never had an oyster in my whole life. James, where are you on oysters? I'm, I'm down for it as a palate cleanser. I do not agree with it as a solid meal. 
Yeah, oh, totally agreed. I feel like an oyster is like a champagne toast where you only take one sip. We're like, we're celebrating, but it's like not, like this isn't getting the job done (laughs) that food is for. I just feel like it's too much like, it it hits my taboo too much of that Mm -hmm. if you've sneezed something out, you shouldn't re-ingest it. (laughs) That's, see, that's why I like it. It's kind of like, ooh, the forbidden mucus. (laughs) I think I've been to that bar in Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) And Atlantis used to be dry and adequately hydrated, and then they got greedy. Half a glass of water, any more, and your civilization could become a soggy myth. (laughs) If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now it's time for your driverless crime section. How do you arrest a car? It's an ethical quandary that once belonged only to the kinkier Transformers fan fiction. Then this week, a San Francisco police officer pulled over a car for driving at night without its lights on, only to discover there was no driver. The driverless car then took off, apparently lost its nerve, and parked somewhere safe. The real question is, if this goes to court and every American has the right to a jury of their peers, how are they going to fit all those cars in the jury box? James. Well, look, this is the GM Cruise converted Chevy Bolt that we're talking about, which goes with the age-old tech adage, if you don't want a car to bolt, don't name it Bolt. It's, um, <laughs> it's just doing what it's, what it's named for. It can't, it can't help its nature. Um, I feel like this is like the balanced story in society to snitches. Like you gotta, you're making human snitches, and so cars are like taking up the crime angle, like, oh, well, shucks, if you guys are going to be speed cameras, then we're going to speed off and be the criminals instead. Um, you know, this is, I, I, I don't know. On the one hand, you're scared because technology is becoming aware enough to speed away from the cops. On the other hand, you just, I mean, again, maybe as a New Yorker, Josh, you're just kind of proud. You're just kind of proud that cars are doing it. Exactly how I feel. Exactly how I feel. Like, look, you're going to make a car that can get pulled over. Look, I don't think a car should be exempt from the thrill of a high-speed chase just because there's no person in it. 
let the car do what it's born for, like you were saying, James. I feel like cars are just going to escalate until they're like driving slowly along with protesters, just like with flashing signs on them <laughs> going defund the police. I feel like it's just it's all building up. I love it. I think every time a driverless car gets pulled over, it should start blasting NWA full volume. <laughs> Also, I feel like this technology is just, like, straight up not ready to be on the roads, and every big company is just like, no, 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 it's fine, which is wild to me. It's like if there were time machines on the market, but once a week, one of them just, like, sent a person's body parts to six different eras throughout history at once. (laughs) Now it's time for our reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. James Nukise, what have you brought in for us this week? I have brought in my dad's office, uh, which uh, I am uh, doing an episode in for the first time in a long time, uh, which is why if you see pictures of me in this episode, there will be a lot of crucifixes uh, behind. Like I've really gone for an Easter (laughs) theme um, happening. But my dad's (laughs) office is full of all the books of a professor of theology. So, but like also just all the books because he's a big dork. So on the one hand, we have decolonizing the university and a, a search to recapturing um, indigenous themes. Uh, and then on the other hand, um, we have uh, collected assortment Terry Brooks, um, trolls and bridges. Uh, I, I think there used to be a J.K. Rowling book, but um, in the interests of um, parents not quite understanding the world right now, that seems to have disappeared um, very mysteriously. Uh, but it's it's I give it I, I would say out of um, a score of nine, I, I will give it seven hard copies. Josh Gondelman, what have you brought in for us? I'm going to review days when it's sunny outside, but still pretty cold. I hate these days. Oh. I always leave the house in like a light sweater or just a flannel, and then I have to huddle for warmth on the subway platform like a little matchstick girl. It shouldn't be sunny and cold. That's my <laughs> point of view. That's this guy tricking us, and I don't think that's fair. Nature should be honest. Obviously, I'm not against the cold sometimes. I think we need it for balance, but I think... To let us know that it's cold, it should be gray when I look out the window, or snowy, or at the very least, like, visibly cartoon windy, with tree branches swaying around. (laughs) I need that. And I know I can just look up the weather on a website or an app, but I don't appreciate the mixed messages that the outdoors are sending me. One star would not recommend. Now it's time for our crypto feminism section. Sure, NFTs are a pyramid scheme that harm the environment while contributing nothing, but there is a downside too. So far, it's mostly men being scammed by men. And that's something that Gwyneth Paltrow, Mila Kunis, and a host of entrepreneurial women are setting out to change by convincing women that the next step in feminism is buying cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Companies like BFF and CryptoChicks are springing up either to empower women or profit by exploiting feminism. We'll find out when we've given them our money. Others are seeking to redefine charity, like She256, a non-profit dedicated to bringing more women into crypto, which is a very nice thing to do if you don't think it's a horrible pyramid scheme. Josh Gondelman, you know a scam when you see it. I do. Look, 
I love a scam generally, but this one is two fish in a barrel. People at this level of celebrity shouldn't be scamming. It's stolen valor from grassroots scammers like Elizabeth Holmes, right? Like, <laughs> we're taking all the wrong lessons away from the Theranos story. It's like a bunch of famous women went, oh, I can be a success and an imposter, and I don't even have to pretend to know science? Count me in. <laughs> But I mean, when you open your jacket to show a bunch of fake Rolexes, it shouldn't be a $40,000 jacket and they shouldn't be real Rolexes. Right. And you shouldn't be doing it like, you shouldn't get to like go on the Tonight Show and be like, check out my fake Rolexes. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know much about money, but I feel like crypto can keep going up and up and up and up in value and forever, which would mean nothing because it's useless or the bubble is going to burst. And I just think it's embarrassing to lose your life savings buying JPEGs from a cast member of that 70s show. That just feels humiliating <laughs> to me. And I know I'm not like the right messenger for this, but something isn't feminist just because a woman is doing it, right? Like if Mila Kunis stole your paycheck out of your P.O. box, she can't be like, actually, it's not male fraud. It's female fraud. And it's changing everything. <laughs> James, would you buy an NFT from Gwyneth Paltrow? Well, look, I'm just really proud of Gwyneth because she's selling something. Uh, while espousing feminism and has so far managed to not involve her vagina in any <laughs> way, shape or form. You know, it's progress for her. I think, I, you know, I think I, she hasn't managed to make the crypto look like it's the shape of her vagina. We haven't, you know, it could, it could be coming. It could be, I'll be honest. Wait, the cryptocurrency or the vagina? Uh, like, well, I, I think, I think with, with Gwyneth, it would probably be something both, but for charity. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do think NFTs of Gwyneth's vagina are imminent. I think, I think that's not even satire to suggest that. I think that's fortune telling at that point. Maybe that is the positive effect of Mila Kunis and we are just not giving her, uh, you know, if anyone who's married to Ashton Kutcher knows that embarrassment can come upon an individual very quickly. <laughs> and she's just looking out for a friend. Again, are we talking about the vagina coming upon or... <laughs> Uh, that's all the time we have for our surprisingly suggestive crypto feminism news. Look, I don't disagree with these women. I mean, all money is fake anyway. So there's no reason why this should be less fake than other money. In that case, you kind of want to get in at the ground floor. I agree with that. I, do, I don't think regular money is like somehow like empirically legitimate i just don't trust when someone's like look all money is fake so give me your real money and i'll give you my fake money and that's a fair trade i think honestly <laughs> um i'm sitting in a room surrounded by christian paraphernalia so it's not really my place to criticize anyone for their belief in <laughs> make-believe empowerment look i am anti-crypto feminism and pro-cryptid feminism which is where uh bigfoot's a lady <laughs> Enough Yeti, more yet she. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our social media pullout section. Elon Musk buys 9% of Twitter. What is the best way not to get banned from Twitter? Don't be a jerk. What's the second best way to get not banned from Twitter? If you have $2.6 billion, uh, it's by 9.2% of the company. Elon Musk is now Twitter's largest shareholder. What is he planning to tweet now? And why didn't Trump think of this first? Uh, James Nookie say. Uh, well, look, I think it's um, it's it's quite the Bruce Wayne maneuver to just <laughs> to just buy your way into Twitter. 
And I like how everyone's just kind of got freaked out. I, f I really feel at this point, Elon Musk, we're just going to have to wait till he's dead to, to let history decide whether he is just a bumbling rich idiot or a trolling genius. He secretly did it. He didn't like go, I'm buying Twitter. He just like secretly put together, let it get discovered. And then was like, yeah, I kind of own 10% of Twitter. He did a poll first that said, do you think that there is too much censorship on Twitter, more or less? That do you think that this like cancel culture freezing effect is happening on Twitter? Uh, and, and then when people said yes, and by people, I mean the people who follow Elon Musk on Twitter said yes, he then allowed it to be revealed that he'd bought 9.2% of the company. It's an interesting move. I mean, every plutocrat needs a media outlet. I think this is a genius move. I mean, the guy who bought the Washington Post is going to be kicking himself. Who's that? Oh, Jeff Bezos, the other richest man in the world. So look, it's a good move to buy the people who are going to be writing because no one can hurt you when you're that rich except people talking mean shit about you. Josh? Yeah, I know. I think you're both right about this. I, I think it was smart of him, which I hate. Uh, I don't like that. It's also like he has such like a weak sense of humor where he's going to be like, oh, how, and it's going to just make it unusable. Like he's going to be like, uh, actually every time you tweet, someone automatically replies, that's what she said now. Or like every tweet automatically gets 69 retweets and 420 likes. That's a joke still. Right. And it's just like, I just hate his sensibility. I hate the, his labor practices. I also just like 10% respect, 90% resent the way that like every other business person like deals with him like he's like a regular guy like they offered him a seat on the board because he bought so many shares of stock right and so that he couldn't just like buy a ton of it and control it and he was like oh yeah i'll do that and then he was like psych not gonna be on the board and i just feel like he exposed the 10 percent that respects that is like he just exposes that business is like a hundred guys who just agreed to only trick regular people and not each other and that <laughs> his whole move was just like yeah like let's do business and then like running his hand through his hair suavely uh you know his his new <laughs> hair implants and so like it just everything he does infuriates me but i do like that he makes other rich people mad at him because like at least some of the rich people should be mad at each other yeah for sure yeah. i think i think the nice thing uh well, the Elon Musk has said that the reason he's buying Twitter is because he's a free speech uh, fundamentalist, that he's a free speech. He believes in free speech 100%. I think he has failed to register that the moment you have an algorithm, you do not have free speech. You have a, a robot that thinks it understands you and is telling you what you like. It is the equivalent of somebody reading your Tinder profile, reading that you like long walks on the beach and then coming to the first date with eight barrels of sand because that's sort of <laughs> something like what you think you like. Might like. I find it very frustrating when people argue about like, oh no, all of this censorship online and they don't look at the fact that like we are all being served things by a robot that doesn't care. But I feel like a robot that doesn't that care is Elon Musk's best friend. Like, I feel like you just described <laughs> his nanny growing up. Agreed. A robot that doesn't care, like Elon Musk's dream best friend is just like like a nihilistic robot smoking a cigarette doing skateboard tricks. Hey, don't go like that on Joe Rogan. <laughs> Speaking of trolling, it's now time for bridge news. Burning your bridges is never a good idea. What you want to do is dismantle your bridges and sell them as scrap metal. 
I'm never sure how that would work figuratively, but it worked literally in India where a group of ballsy thieves claimed to be working for the irrigation department and stole an entire bridge. I I respect that ambition. Josh Gondelman? Yeah, this rules. And it was an abandoned bridge. This wasn't a bridge. Like, they didn't take it leaving a line of hundreds of cars with people being like, how am I going to get home from work now? This is a bridge that was not in use. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great that after 30 years, Carmen Sandiego is finally inspiring copycat crimes. Uh, I think that's fun. The government is now looking for the people that stole the abandoned bridge. And it's like, why? Let them have it. You weren't using it. This is basically recycling. And such bravery cycling too because they've just rendered that entire thing of like i've got a bridge to sell you no longer the example of a fool no you can actually sell someone a bridge and they can use the scrap metal i think that's excellent it's one of those crimes that if you don't get caught in the moment you should legally be declared to have gotten away with it it's like when you rob a casino like if you didn't (laughs) want george clooney to take all your money you should have built a sturdier casino i will say just as a caveat i don't think that this extends to stealing andy garcia's money in real life and it's also (laughs) like why are you concerned with this what are they gonna strike again where are you gonna put the second bridge you steal just let them have it (laughs) james my favorite part of the story is that they did it over two days Mm -hmm. like that's they showed up just wearing construction gear and for Mm -hmm. two days and just like oh now we're taking down the bridge no one checked in no one i mean like this is this this shits all over oceans 11 and especially ocean 12 uh, (laughs) shits on itself but like i think for british listeners this is like an amazing this is ealing comedy level kind of crime you know, this is, I, I want to meet the mastermind behind it who was like, hey guys, if we get the gear, I reckon we can just deconstruct. And then the best part is they just sell it off. There's a, there's a whole scrap metal business in India and they're just like selling it off. We don't know what they're doing with the money. I'm going to pretend they're giving it to the poor. I'm going to pretend they're giving it to a Kickstarter for building a bridge. I think <laughs> I would give an enormous amount of money to be part of the heist putting together crew gang where you're gathering all the people that you need to bring down a bridge like what are the skill sets that you need i mean i think it's a lot of the same you need a driver you need an explosives guy Um. (laughs) (laughs) i mean if this was america then like in about 10 years they maybe i I hope they do i hope somehow they hear this podcast and they're inspired Mm -hmm. in 10 years to just write the book we stole a bridge mm-hmm. and then just becomes <laughs> I, an Oscar winning movie. I feel like in America, if you stole a bridge, they'd be like, oh, this metal is already too decomposed to even sell as scrap. <laughs> uh, America, living in the ruins of its own civilization. What fun. That's all the time we have for our bridge thieving news because that is the end of the show. Josh, have you got anything to plug? Oh my gosh. Um... I'm doing a little stand-up out in the world again, joshgondelman.com. I'll have all my, my dates up there. I'm going to Vermont soon uh, for to the Vermont Comedy Club next month, and I'm performing at Wilco's Solid Sound Festival in Western Massachusetts, which I'm very excited about. And Jesus and Marrow back Thursdays at 11 on Showtime. Excellent. James Nukise, what have you got to plug? As always, I have a mental health podcast called Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower, uh, which, which people can find online. Uh, and if you want to see me live in the UK, I'll, I'll be over there uh, in July and August. Um, God knows. God knows why, Alice. I don't know why <laughs> any, of us, any of us would do that. 
But um, we, we're sadists and we've run out of material in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. So off we go. <laughs> well, I will also be doing shows. I'm currently at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I will thereafter be at the Sydney International Comedy Festival, Perth Comedy Festival, and then I'll be at very, various places around the UK in June and July and then in Edinburgh in August. Follow me at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. One-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and vlogs as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons. This is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Are you a busy millennial boomer, zenial gen exer or generation agnostic orb struggling to find time in your day? Do routine self-care tasks get in the way of your important work as head flamingo keeper slash crypto miner in your socialist utopia? Are you breathing too lustily after diving into Dancy Lagarde's latest historical epic from another dimension and need to hydrate but don't want to take too long to do so? We at Half a Glass of Water Industries are proud to present our latest offering for the busy go-getter on the go, one quarter of a glass of water or half a half a glass of water. Contains the same quality water you've come to expect, but goes down 50% faster while maintaining half of the hydration benefits of our world-famous half a glass of water. Look for it wherever glasses and water are in proximity to each other. Additional quarter glasses of water can be consumed as necessary to achieve the desired hydrating effect. This message is sponsored by members of the Bugle Facebook group. No flamingos were hurt in the making of this advert. F*** you, Chris. 